1: Did you get an extra hour of sleep last night? What about on Saturday night? Or did you just get up at your usual body time like I did? The fallout can be serious. Research, at least what happened in the past, shows that personal injury accidents between 5 and 8 p.m. dramatically increase in the 30 days after the return of standard time. And on average, in the past decade, uh, these... uh, I won't call them accidents, increased 20% here in Ontario. The reason, of course, people heading home in the darkness, reduced visibility. And, and, of course, the big question is, you know, with with a reduction of everything, will the pandemic change any of this? But either way, Toronto Police are kicking off a week-long traffic pedestrian safety campaign. It's being dubbed focused, focused on vulnerable road users and it will be focused on four big driver behaviors Distractive driving, aggressive driving, impaired driving, and speeding. So uh, what do you think? Uh, Have you been out on the road since the time change? Are you worried? One thing I have noticed is uh, a big increase in construction and construction delays, and that always makes people antsy and aggressive. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now let's go to Sergeant Jason Kraft of Toronto Police Traffic Services and Dr. Patricia Lakin-Thomas, who is an associate professor in the Department of Biology at York University. Hi, both of you. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Okay. Happy to join you. Okay, well, let's start with doctor and Lakin-Thomas. Do you uh, expect the same kind of increase in, in, okay, let's, I don't know, collisions, accidents that we usually see, or is uh, one good thing falling out from the pandemic that maybe it won't happen like that?
3: Well, I would guess if fewer people are on the road actually going to work, we might have less, but I'm certainly not an expert on that. Um, I can tell you that those people who do have to follow their social clock, meaning the clock on the wall, and get up at a particular time to get to work and uh, get the kids to school uh, will be feeling maybe a little bit jet-lagged for a short time in the fall. Uh, Today, when we've uh, had the clocks fall back, we know that it's a lot worse in the spring when you have to spring forward, and the uh, accident rates and the acute health events like heart attacks and strokes um, we have a bigger uh, spike in the spring because that's actually harder on our bodies than the fall change is.
1: But still, um, you know, uh, we are spending more time in the dark, most people. And well, it's suddenly it's been, dark when you, when you leave
3: work. Um, I found this morning, of course, it's more light in the morning because we've moved to standard time. Um, it was light when I got up instead of being dark, which it's been for the last couple of weeks. So you're just shifting the, the uh, light forward or backward. Of course, we'll get the same amount of daylight. We're not actually changing the sun. Um, but what we are doing is changing our social time and how we relate to the sun time. And what we've done now is we've moved to standard time, which is putting our body clock and our brain clock, which set to the sunrise, We're now putting ourselves better in sync with the day-night cycle with the sun than when we're on daylight saving time. So the fall change is actually easier on our body because we're putting our our internal body clock closer to the sun clock, which is what we naturally would like to do.
1: Uh, Sergeant Kraft, are you expecting um, more problems in the evening hours uh, that were light until the weekend?
2: historically i would say yes however this year as we all know through this pandemic is different than any other year however our information is that we will historically see an increase of approximately 30% in Toronto of pedestrian related collisions that are reported and investigated by the Toronto Police Uh, this year again is different we're seeing lower traffic congestion and volume our fatalities are down in numbers Um, so I'm hoping that trend continues and we don't see a spike or increase in um, serious injuries or deaths in relation to uh, collisions on our roads.
1: Well, that's interesting. So it's worse in Toronto than the average for the province, which is uh, about
2: 20%. I don't know that it's worse in Toronto or that we're just looking at different time frames. Uh, again, this year is different than any other year, but um, certainly we have seen almost a 50% reduction in our um, most serious collisions reported in Toronto. Uh, in comparison to years past.
1: Tell me about this blitz that you're having this week. Uh, is, is that related to the time change or, uh, you know, what is behind it?
2: right it it is related to the time change and we do historically put a road safety campaign together that's operationalized throughout the uh, toronto police service and this year is no difference there is a focus on pedestrian safety as a result of that um, increase that we historically saw with pedestrian related collisions it's a week long of action that toronto police will be Um, not only doing enforcement, but we'll do uh, engagement and education as well, but definitely enforcement is a big part of that, and the Toronto Police has recently launched a Vision Zero enforcement team, a dedicated team of officers that will contribute to road safety by doing traffic enforcement activities throughout the city.
1: And any hint where? I mean, uh, we know that most of these collisions occur when drivers are turning.
2: Uh, That's correct. So there's uh, turning vehicles and intersections that that, uh, increase the risk to pedestrians as well as mid-block crossing um, type collisions are more riskier than, than others. Um, In terms of locations of where the officers are going to be doing enforcement, it's data-driven based on um, the city's data and the Toronto Police data, and we're trying to maximize the efficiency and the effectiveness of the officers doing these enforcement activities, being at the right place, conducting the right types of enforcement activity. We refer to it as the big four driving behaviors that contribute to the most uh, serious collisions. As you mentioned, speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving.
1: Okay, uh, can you give us any hint about where uh, drivers have to be extra careful?
2: Yeah, certainly they have to be extra careful where the arterial roads are wide, they're multi-lane streets, they carry high volumes of traffic, and the speeds are higher. When the speeds are increased... Any vulnerable road user involved in a collision with a vehicle traveling at higher speeds will most likely result in um, a higher severity of injury
1: okay now I know the onus is always on the driver uh, driving two tons of steel, but I do have to say one thing about those mid block collisions, and I certainly understand sometimes there is a very long way between lights and particularly for older people who may not be that mobile i I get that, but I have to say that that just driving around, I see an increase in people walking around with headphones, and they don't even bother to turn around to see, you know, if there's a car coming, and, and um, I don't know, uh, is that just a, a perception of mine, or is do you find that Sergeant Kraft?
2: Anecdotally, uh, yes. Um, we want to make sure that all road users are always aware of their surroundings. They identify their own personal risks, and those risks increase when they're engaged in mid-block crossings or when vehicles are turning in intersections. Um, but certainly uh, we all have a part to play, and road safety is a shared responsibility.
1: Okay, uh, I've got people lined up to uh, talk, so I'm going to take a few calls, starting with John in Guelph. Hi, John.
2: Hello. Um, I would like to mention that in any collision involving pedestrians and drivers, there are two, two involved. One usually makes out a lot better than the other. So pedestrians can really help themselves by wearing highly visible clothing. If the driver sees them, they're much less likely to hit them. I see so many people walking about in these darker evenings wearing dark clothes, and if it's a rainy night, uh, then it's really bad because there's water on windows and so forth. So the pedestrian can take their safety into their own hands. Wear highly visible, light-colored clothing And the safety vests, which are quite inexpensive, like $750,
4: uh, are bright yellow.
2: Okay,
1: yeah, I don't don't know if people want to uh, go to the extent of wearing a safety vest, but you can also get something reflective. That's a very good point, John. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Barry in North York. Hi, Barry.
2: Good afternoon, Libby and Sergeant Kraft. I would like to ask Sergeant Kraft a question. Sure, go ahead. What can we do? to lessen the danger of pedestrians on the sidewalk caused by bicyclists. I have a friend of mine who was hit a while ago, and he still walks with a limp to this day because he was hit.
1: And their cyclists are not supposed to be there, and they do not care. Uh, well, Sergeant, tickets
2: Kraft? ever given out? Right. The, the City of Toronto, through Vision Zero and their strategy and the cycling network, at least in Toronto, have increased and continue to increase. They're putting in bike lanes, cycle tracks, and the more that I see us separating pedestrians from cyclists and from vehicles on the roadway, the the most the, the likelihood of there being a collision is, is reduced in terms of uh, messaging and awareness and education, we all have a part to play, as I mentioned earlier. And I think continuing this conversation around our friends and family, that we have to be aware of our surroundings and we're responsible for our safety to some degree. And um,
1: uh, Sergeant Kraft, I think the question was, are you doing anything about cyclists who are illegally on the sidewalk? <laughs>
2: Sorry, I probably got cut out on that last part of his question, and I apologize. In regards to cycling safety and enforcement, um, all our campaigns are always going to be a multi-pronged approach to traffic safety, which includes engagement and education. Um, And there are times where we are doing some enforcement uh, against cyclists, but a lot of the times we're contributing by engagement and education to our vulnerable road users, and a lot of the focus for the enforcement are towards the motorists. So um, there actually yeah, have so been tickets given out for, yeah, for this?
1: No, I think you heard Barry. The answer is no. And uh, I've got to say that, you know, I see this a lot. And, and sometimes, you know, you can, it's because there's construction or hoarding or something. But, you know, uh, I've even, sometimes I assume that the cyclists don't even know that it's illegal. But, uh, you know, usually if I say something, I get an earful. They don't care. So uh, I guess it's, uh, you have to be careful because, yeah, they can do a lot of damage.
2: Well, oh, I do. Every time I go on the sidewalk, I have to look in the back and the front. Uh, every probably every two or three minutes, I'm walking on the sidewalk. I turn around to see if
4: there's not a bicycle whizzing coming whizzing by me.
1: Okay, thanks, Barry. Uh, Thank I'm going to try and take one last call. Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat.
4: Good morning. Or, good afternoon. Um, I wanted to comment. Uh, well, first of all, I'll make a very fast comment with regard to people crossing the road. I, for years, have watched senior citizens cross mid block without looking either way, and they get killed on a regular basis. We have a responsibility to look out for ourselves. But my other issue is on the daylight saving. Uh, we need to keep daylight saving. Otherwise, what's going to happen? it's going to be very light at 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's going to be getting dark before uh, 9 o'clock at night in the summertime. And I I lived in Indonesia uh, where the difference between winter and summer as, as far as light is 15 minutes um, and really missed the, the summer daylight. But I also took a cruise up the coast of Norway, and you get up to a place called North Cape, which is well up in the Arctic Circle, they are either gaining or losing 12 minutes of daylight per day. So at this time of year, they're losing an hour of light every five days.
1: Okay, Pat, we're going to have to wrap it up there. I'm out of time. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay. um, Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I am out of time. Thank you so much, Dr. Patricia Lakin-Thomas and Sergeant Jason Kraft.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. Okay.